Welcome to the Genius Alchemist podcast. I'm your host, Sarah McBride, and in today's conversation, I'm really excited and honored to have one of my good friends and uh, an old client of mine, Shamita Kumar. Now, Shamita helps people to identify and release subconscious patterns to live a more empowered and self-aware life. Now, her background is she, she actually graduated in law her background is in regulatory compliance and she's built a career in that path now her true nature on a soul level her background her culture her upbringing surrounds as krishna consciousness and that's rooted her spiritual foundation so Shamita felt really aligned to start working with people many years ago on a soul level. So really working with people on a soul level. And she's I actually met her through a, a, another coach and she was working alongside them and she was doing this self-awareness work and that was part of who she was at that time. She's now evolved from there. She's now set up her own global coaching business. And what she does is she has particular skills. She's very intuitive and she uses these skills to guide clients in aligning with their own true nature and through various coaching and healing practices, including experiential healing, NLP, shamanic soul retrieval, past life regression. But more importantly, that intuitive nature of who she is and how she brings that Krishna consciousness, the higher level consciousness in. So let's get to it. Hi, Shamita. Hi, Sarah. Really, really happy to have you on. Uh, for everyone listening right now, I've known Shamita for almost six years and we met at an event in London, didn't we? Where uh, a teacher that you used to work for, a spiritual teacher guide, um, was hosting a event and then we hit it off. And then since then, we've been friends, we've been client, coach, all of these different things. And yeah, I wanted to bring it on because you're someone who I admire greatly for the way you move, the way you move through life, the way you move through business your ethics around your coaching business and yeah I thought it would be great for us to come on and talk about that talk about how you've grown your coaching business how you have become aligned enough to move into the business that you're doing now and you know self-awareness and how that plays a big part of that self-awareness alignment relationships and what that looks like thank you Sarah I feel so honored firstly for you to ask me to do this um you're right, we've known one another for a few years now and in different capacities. But one of the the most recent one is obviously, of course, a friendship, but mm-hmm. business coach and one of the one of the best decisions I've actually made um was to work with you to allow you to help me to get where I am today in my business. Thank you. That's that means a lot for you to say that. And for you to actually think that, that means a lot. I feel that. <laughs> mm-hmm. So let's talk about that. Let's talk a little bit about how, so your business mocks your coaching. 
can you just first of all, where does that come from, moksha coaching? So the word um, moksha comes from, a, it's a Sanskrit word. Mm. And moksha actually means liberation. Mm. So on a spiritual pathway, moksha is the ultimate liberation where you're not in the circle of, or the cycle rather, of birth and death that you have really attained that it's not necessarily perfection, but you've cleansed, you've cleared, you've understood your lessons. You've done a lot of inner work to get to where you are and to be able to come out of this cycle of birth and death. Because ultimately, what I believe that we are the spirit soul. Mm. And the soul, this is this is just the body. This is just the body that we all have now. Like I'm Shemitah in this life in previous lives, maybe in future life, if I haven't attained mock from this life, um, I'll be called something else and someone else mm. and with a different body. But from this platform, the human platform, we have the ability to be able to, to feel that liberation, to be in that liberated energy and moksh essentially comes from that, uh, it essentially means that. I love that because that is ultimately war you know it's 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 a the term coaching <laughs> to even talk about that and you know people reluctantly call me the coach in ways and you know even when you just said business coaching it's it's funny because a lot of people say what is it you actually do I can't describe what I do and then I think about the term coaching and it's because of that it's because for me that's you know I won't go into the coaching industry right now. That's for another another day, another conversation. But it's not really aligned with what we're doing, the majority of it. And what you've just said to me is what, to me, describes the work that we do do. So that work that we do with our clients is about the cleansing, the clearing, and it can come in all forms and all ways. Yeah, completely. Um, and I feel that that is actually... The beginning stage it's a continuous journey but the beginning to be able to find our pathway to what its purpose alignment fulfillment and what that means to the individual mm. yeah which I feel is pivotal in anything we do in life so on your journey you've been a self-awareness coach I know you did that for a normal years when we met and obviously you've done other coaching you trained with one of my mentors as well. So, you know, I've, I know your path of, should we say, formal qualifications and experience. Mm. But what is your path of experience, life? So I was, um, my, my spiritual background or my foundations are in Krishna consciousness. Mm. So I believe that, Krishna is divine masculine, divine feminine. And the understanding that we are the spirit soul, which essentially where the word moksha, you know, that kind of developed for me, um, is in the belief that there is a supreme personality of Godhead. And our connection to that, to that source, that divine masculine and feminine, is understanding what our connection is, therefore understanding what our purpose is. And it stems from the um, kind of pathway of bhakti yoga. So we talk about yoga generally, you know, there's so many kind of 
you know, you get Kundalini yoga, you get, um, you know, Vipassana sort of yoga, you get so many different types. Essentially, they all mean one thing, and that is that connection to your soul. Bhakti yoga is that connection to God. And my kind of foundations were trying, it was the aim was to align that with what I want to do in terms of my purpose, which has taken me a number of years to get to, but where I kind of feel now I am on that pathway even more so, but more importantly, consciously. So mm. we can be doing something subtly and unconsciously, but now it's like, here I am, and this is what I'm doing, and being fully present with that journey. Yeah, I totally get that. So, you know, I know for me, you know, I know the work that I do and the work I did with you, but what what would you say? Because I know we were having a chat before um, we started this, and we were talking about embodiment, and we were, we were going off on all tangents about business and how we have to embody and align. So embody our values, embody the things that we teach, embody that we help others with. Mm. And, you know, I know for me that was that, that's what I would say is my biggest learning to date. It's not about what qualifications I've got. It's not about putting myself in a box or a label of I am this. But it's about how I embody and how I move in the world and what I do. And I know that you were saying you've got to a similar point in your life. And, you know, even with my program that you joined, about the, the biggest thing for you was how you embody. For sure. Um, <clears throat> so I've been on this pathway, this journey for a number of years. But the, it was all about exploration. And to a point, it still is and will continue. Continue to be. But there's one thing when you have textbook knowledge, and there's one thing when you have the actual practical way of learning, but also embodying. It's like it's our practice. So, for example, something that we do, I've done on your course, I continue to do something that I work with with my clients, is doing our values. Now, we talk about values like, oh, yeah, but we assume that values is something that everybody shares, has the same. And whilst that might be true in a human way, but on a spiritual platform, the values can be quite deeper. Mm. To you, they would be individual. To me, they would be individual. And even if they are similar, they will have different meanings because as humans, we put different meaning based on our life experiences. Of course. So when we... Um, embody something which is one something I've really learned over the last couple of years with you is to know how to live that in all aspects of my life amazing and it's not just to do with my business because my business what I've learned over the last couple of years is an extension of me mm. so the values the ethos the ethics the boundaries that I bring to my business are based on how I am in alignment as a person. Mm. And so, when, so based on relationships, the business is also, like you said earlier, Sarah, that our business is about relationships. Yeah. How we personify that in the world and the energy we bring and the frequency yeah. we bring with that. 
yeah, that, that's it, 100%. I'll, I'll, you know, when people say, what is business to me? It's just relationship building. That's it. Because everything else permeates from that. Mm. And, you know, whether it's, oh, I'm going to put a key performance indicator in place, a success measure, it always comes down to who's doing that, who's pushing that, or who's delivering that, or who has to embody that, everything but also your relationship building and especially in in our line of work where you know you help people move through some of the deepest darkest times of the life then you'd have to be trustworthy they have to trust you to be vulnerable and what you're saying about values i mean as you'll know from my course it's it's something i talk about similar in in the way that you've just described because it's it's not about these are my values as well. So, you know, I remember first teaching the course and saying to people, write all your values down so they're writing them all down. And then I'm saying, okay, so now you've you've got all your core values. This is how you move through life. These are what you value. Yeah, okay. So is this what you give to other people? Is this what you do in life? And they're like, eh, well, actually... Um, yes, yeah, sometimes. Okay, so you're not living according to your values straight away. Or, yet yeah, we are. And we're being that for those people, but are you doing it for yourself? If you're, if you're trustworthy to someone else, are you trustworthy to yourself? You're going to follow through with your actions for yourself, for your personal commitments, whether that's self-care, whatever that looks like. And I, I can guarantee I've never had one person that said, yeah, I'm completely operating through my core values for other people and for myself. And this is where we touch upon alignment because to me that shows most people, they have a nice to have, oh, you know, this is a core value and this this looks nice. I would like this in my life. They don't do the real deep work to embody that value and uphold that value on a daily basis. And that's when we start finding that there's misalignment. And I would say most most clients I work with are misaligned in some way at the beginning. You know, not now, but at the beginning, there's a misalignment. And it's usually with the things that they, they, they think and the things that they want to do. And that boils down to just not being self-aware enough in that area because they've not chose thus far to shine a light on it and do the deep inner work on that area. Yeah, 100%. If we don't do the deep inner work, which is what I do as a self-awareness coach, you cannot understand fully what your what your personification is. So, mm-hmm. for example, a lot of it, and, and I will speak in, even as a parent, how we project what we actually deeply want for ourselves, but it comes out in a form of a not an authentic need, mm. but a need that we are still not, we're conflicted with from a, a younger age, for example, when we talk about the inner child, when we talk about our shadows, um, and that then seeps into other areas of our life. So whether it's personal relationships, whether it's business, friendships, um, or how we are with our neighbours, very simply, just, but it goes down to the relationship we have with ourselves. 
And that's where that deep inner work comes from and that alignment. And as you said, that if you're misaligned, you'll feel a sense of conflict. Yeah. And like you said... Even if you don't know where the conflict, what the conflict is or where it comes from. And that, I just want to touch on that because that conflict can come out as either an inner resistance or what people would refer to as a block. Yeah. So I've got a block. Don't know what the block is. Can't move forward. I'm just blocked. And the they catastrophize this block, they make this block more than what it is, when actually it's just an inner conflict that needs to be resolved. But we need to first shine a light through that self-awareness lens to see what the conflict is, and then we can move through it. Completely. It's like you when you know you talk about neural pathways mm. and you know that the, the the brain and the heart, that the coherency, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, if we don't connect that, if we don't try to understand it, we won't be able to connect that. Yeah. And then that is where the misalignment, like you said, the conflict arises. It's like, you know, I have clients who will say to me, I feel really conflicted and I don't know why. Mm. I'm asking them, so let's go back to your values, mm. you know, pr- provided they've done the values work, um, yeah. the exercise for themselves. And let's assess where you're kind of not living to them. Mm. And then immediately, like you said, with your clients, when you're when you're talking to them and, and they feel that they don't, some people don't even understand or know what their values are because they're basing them on somebody else's or a cultural dynamic or, yeah. or something, you know, that they've been taught at school. Or but parents. Or parents. One thing I find is they just take on the parents' values and then, you know, perceive them as their own. And you can see, very quickly digressed, last week I could see a father and son and the father was very clearly entrenched in a lifestyle and the son, because he was seeking validation unconsciously, which I could see for the father, was mimicking that lifestyle. But you could see it wasn't really who he was as much as it was the father, you know, and that, again... This is what I value. Is it? Is it really what you value? And it takes courage and strength to question yourself, especially when you're going against family members and everyone that has this, you know, ideology of this is how life should be. This is what we should be. And then you have the courage to go against that and say, well, actually, no, that's not what it is for me. Yeah. A quick, quick um, example of that is, when I was about seven or eight years old and decided I was going to be a vegetarian in a family of meat eaters. And I was, I knew I don't want to eat animals. I do not want to eat animals and all of the conflicts and, you know, my family, no, you've got to eat it because you need it for this and you need it for that. And I'm like, okay, so if, if I'm seven, eight years old, if I'm my own person and I know that that hurts me, that, that physically and emotionally pains me to think that that animal's getting killed. So I mean, I, I, that's not how I want to live my life. And, you know, and then they accepted it and then it became it. You know, I still got some stick for it, but, you know, it's, it's, it's almost like the courage, no matter what age you are, the courage to, to stand and be your own person. And then what you've just said about being a parent as well, the courage as a parent to allow your child, if it's a non-harmful decision to be in their own power and make that decision. 
I completely agree with that. And I have a similar story to when you're saying you were seven. So mine was 10 years later. I was 17 when I decided no more, no more meat, no more. Um, I mean, I, I don't even eat eggs. I'm not vegan. I know you're vegan, mm-hmm. um, but I don't eat that. And it, it developed then into that kind of the foundations of that spiritual pathway that I wasn't necessarily mm-hmm. brought into, but I wanted to explore. Yeah, I've always been someone who's asked questions, much to you know the dismay of family members and um, probably culture as well. You know, because you're kind of born when you're born a, in you know into a woman's body, in you know, a girl's body as well. You're female. You're there are certain expectations you have from mm. you know that that, are, that people have from you, and then cultural dynamics and family dynamics. And I have had to really understand all of that. So I've really had to deep dive mm. into what feels right to me, what sits right with me, that I can then take that forward in my life. I've always felt that way, but I just didn't know. And it's interesting yeah. we were just saying that people don't even know their values. I didn't know what my values were. Mm. And they could still change. What I am you know, feeling or experiencing now in 15 years' time, 10 to 15 years' time, that could change too. But the foundations are being set, mm. the conscious foundations, not based or built on, you know, um, particular societal values or cultural values or dynamics. It's it's actually to understand who I am as a person and what patterns I can then change um, for myself and for my son, but also knowing that he also has his journey. So it's yep. up to him to then change his patterns if they're not aligned to him. Mm. Yeah, and you know, that makes me think about the knowing our patterns, understanding our patterns and how that plays out in our everyday life, but in our business as we as we move it back to business, because you know, even knowing our values is something so basic, really. Everyone should know the values. It it, it is a, it's it's basic. But you know, it's like that thing of people forget the basics. You know, you need to go back to basics to form a, a solid foundation. Otherwise, it's like building a house on the foundation of sand rather than concrete. So if you think about those basics of knowing our values, and then we think about how can we even run a successful business if we don't know our personal values? Because a business needs to have its own, embody its own set of values. And, you know, businesses like ours, where it's, you know, you you you're dealing with people it's people buying from you it's not a brand you are the brand then our brand personality needs to shine through of who we are so they can see whether they can resonate with us to see whether that aligns with us and our values so our values need to shine through our core brand's values need to be a reflection of our personal values so if you don't know who you are most people and, and, you know, and this is why we know I'm not a normal business coach because most people, they go into business and it's about how can I build from here to here and they get a set of tools. But for me, it's like, no, you're going to get dragged into your internal world, kicking and screaming most times for some people. And you, I'm going to shine a light on all of those aspects of who you are because if, if you want to go out to the world and help people, then you need to know what your stuff is as well. Because you need to make sure that you're not projecting your stuff 
onto everyone else. So you need to know what's your stuff, what's their stuff, what's coming from your wisdom, what's coming from your wounding. And then, you know, what you were saying before, the old pattern as well of playing out your past, projecting futures based on your past. So that to me is the basis of even being successful in business. Yeah, for sure. And absolutely what you've said, that if you don't distinguish, it's that power of discernment, which I'm so um, passionate about from a place of compassion, is that power of discernment. Is this coming from my ego? Or is this coming from my soul's actual purpose and alignment? And whether, like you said, with, with clients, we could quite easily trauma bond if it's something we haven't worked on. That's where self-awareness comes into it. And like you said, with our business, people will align to us, but it should not come from a place of a bond. Mm. It comes from a place of actually, I align to, you know, whether it's Sarah, whether it's Shemita or any other coach or, or healer in their capacity, because I do believe that they have something that they can then carry me to my next part of the journey in the alignment that I'm seeking, yeah. not from a place of, I need to bond with this person because they've been through the same thing. Mm. Even if we have been through a similar experience, if it comes from a bond, there's no there's no um, discernment in that. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I agree. Because it's, it's a felt sense, isn't it? It's a resonance. It's a soul level. I align to this person. There is lessons here for me to learn from this person. There is a soul contract and I'm going to work with this person and I'm going to get to the next level. I mean, even if it's a trauma bond, there's a soul contract on some level, you know, but it's it's about us having the conscious choice once we're aware of it. Yeah. Rather than repeating old patterns. Most people are just living life on autopilot, allowing the shadows, allowing their shadows to direct their future. And allowing their shadows to create a reality for them unconsciously. Yeah. When as soon as we do the work, we can literally manipulate and bend reality to the future or what it is that we're working towards. We can we can do that. I mean, you know, one caveat is what I'll say is in alignment with the divine, in alignment with God's will, in alignment with our higher purpose and alignment with our higher path but what i'll call an fate. most people think their wounds and shadows are taking them towards faith and it's not yeah i mean what i've learned with you also is um you know we're on this pathway and you i suppose have um helped me to solidify this more is knowing the why to what we so for example with a business why would do we choose to do a particular business? And I talked to my son about this because he's all about like, I really want to do something, you know, within within business. And I'll ask him, I mean, he's still very young and, you know, studying. And I'll ask him, why do you want to do a business? What is it that inspires you? What is it that you want to be doing? And he'll say, well, I want it to be, um, you know, something that keeps me spiritually grounded something that does helps um you know is providing a gap in the world and when i mean he he didn't go into greater detail but what that showed to me 
and highlighted that that is key to anyone's business is understanding the why you want to do it. So for example, you can go and set up a business buying and selling a particular product. But if you are doing it just to generate income, to generate money, there is something which may lead you to, and I can't speak for every single person, but I can speak for, I think, a lot of people in this respect, especially those that come to us as clients. The passion withers because they didn't actually have genuine passion to begin with. It was more so, I just want to generate an income. Mm. When you are doing something which is aligned to you, that passion is actual compassion to yourself and to your clients, whatever you know form of client that might be whether you're buying selling products what kind of products what are you doing this for what is it what kind of gap are you providing or or filling in the world this is where I believe that consciousness comes into it because you're doing it again aligned to yourself of what you feel that you can bring to the world which aligns you to purpose and then is ultimately fulfilling for you Mm. love that how old is your son I know he's a teenager but 16. 16. Yeah. See what a what a um a visionary at 16 to to know that that's what he wants to do. And obviously that's your influence, isn't it? And that's what we're saying about how we we do become influenced by those around us. So it is about making sure as well that what are we allowing in? Yeah, completely. I mean what we you know, you get a lot of coaches, spiritualists, we talk about frequency and vibration, you know. The frequency and vibration is what we are actually personifying within ourselves and vibrating externally. But again, that starts with internal work. That starts with that self-awareness. That starts with understanding our shadows, our inner child, to then Mm. be able to, and as saboteurs, Mm. to, um, to know what we're taking up. Yeah, definitely. So... With your peace now and, you know, how you feel aligned moving into the world, what would you say was the pivotal moment for you in your business? Because I know you went from, it was funny, I remember the the call, it was like we started, you started the work and you were like, you know, you know me, you be honest, you think it's going to benefit me? And then obviously I said, yeah, because you're here. <laughs> and then it was like, I remember the call and you were like I've gone global that's it Moksha coaching's gone global (laughs) and it was like that 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 moment of it was in a in a in a in a in a work in a in a in a little tiny bit of outer work (laughs) what's going on like what was the 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 pivotal moments for you and and obviously you know you're still on this path of growth what was the pivotal moment for you? So when I started work, we were launching Moksha Coaching in, was it May 2022? I, I always forget, how was it that long? You know, it was not yeah. that long ago. Of course, I'd been working as a coach for many years before that, but to actually launch something on my own, mm. well, when I say on my own, obviously with your support and with the support of, you know, family, friends, Um, and other mentors but it meant I was just going to it just felt so right and so purposeful Mm. and when I started getting clients based on 
my promotions, the work I was putting, you know, the inner work, but also the, you know, the the outer work that I was doing, the external work. But getting somebody interested from abroad, it was, for me, it felt expansive. Mm. It was expansive energy to think, wow, this goes beyond, I mean, we're based in the UK, so this goes beyond the UK. Whilst I'd worked with people from all over the world on group coaching with other, you know, with other um, other mentors, and whilst I was uh, working for, you know, uh, previous teachers, this was under the umbrella of moksha. Yeah. And for me, that was a pivotal moment to show me this is just the beginning, but look what you've been able to do in this short period of time. It only been what two months, three months. Yeah, I think it was three months. It was you. What what it felt like to me was it was you standing in your power as you, mm-hmm. because you'd always been, if you remember, under the wing of other coaches and teachers. So you were teaching for them, their clients, like commission, whatever way it worked. It was under their brand yeah and and when you approached me and I was like yeah you're ready like this is that you're red you should be on your own you've got your own unique style and and no one should take away from your style it's like an accumulation of your past your present your life experience your culture yours is unique it's got to be you and you've got more autonomy when it's you and your brand and different people will resonate with you and your brand and yeah, when I, it, yeah, it was a few, it was a few months, and it was I know it was a big deal for you to <laughs> to, to to you know to launch into your own brand, and then and then yeah, I, I remember the day clearly, and and it was for me, it was you stepping into your power, it was you reclaiming your power back, and saying this is who I am, and this is how I'm going to be in the world, and I'm going to do it this way, and it's my way. By all means, I mean. It's like when you asked me earlier about what was your, what's kind of your foundation and spiritually, that's my foundation. Mm. A lot of people would take that as a religious kind of thing. And what we do is not specific to a religion, a particular spiritual pathway, because what it does, it embodies the soul work. Yeah. The soul work does not have those boundaries. It's limitless. Yeah. And that getting international clients and I'm not attached to that idea of oh wow I've gone global but that was those were the first words that came out (laughs) of my mouth and I didn't even feel it was just me going global I felt it was like that expansive energy of we're getting seen we're getting heard which actually Mm. were my shadows yeah because my saboteurs were that I wanted to be acknowledged for something Mm. but that that shadow was coming from a deficit, not from a place of self-love, not from a place of abundance. So that meant so much to me that I was done, I've done so much work on it and I wasn't attached to the idea of having that, but to have that was almost like you're being acknowledged, you're being recognized for what you can bring out into the world, what you can, I, I believe what I do is service to the world. Yeah, 100%. I know you and it's 100% service. And when I wake up in the morning, my intention is, how can I be of greater service? And mm. that actually makes me emotional because I've been able to do that. And that just feels so right. 
so aligned, so purposeful, and it's hard, it's scary, it's frightening, but it's just so exciting mm. to know that actually, you know, I'll give you a story actually. So in the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna, God, he says to Arjun, who is um, the greatest warrior, He's on this battlefield. So the Bhagavad Gita is written and, and sorry, spoken and sung. So Bhagavad Gita means song of God on the battle in a battlefield. Arjuna was the greatest archer in the world, in the universe, in fact. And he was told to fight. Krishna was a charioteer for him. God is your charioteer. This is a metaphor to understand that we are all Arjuns. And God is our charioteer if we are willing to. To do the work if we are willing to follow a path of compassion arjuna put down his bow and said i cannot fight i cannot do this i've got all my uncles and kinsmen on the other side i cannot do this krishna spoke so beautifully explained the universal energy and how he is connected to everything and it was his duty to fight so in a in summary for anyone who wants to read the Bhagavad Gita, please go ahead. Mm -hmm. But, you know, he picked up his bow and he fought because that was his duty. I feel that we are all we are all Arjuns. I feel that doing this with, with coaching, with mentoring, with healing, that's, that's my purpose. That's mm -hmm. my duty to the world. And it has taken me a while to get here. But when I look back and think, actually, it hasn't taken me that long. It might have seemed like you know, I've gone into the, delved into the depths of darkness to be able to come here. I still sometimes do that, just like a lotus flower does. You know, we go, we grow in mud, we come out, we bloom with the sun, but we're serving a purpose. And mm. to me, it just feels so right. Yeah, I love that. I love that story. And yeah, I mean, I agree. We we are that. And, you know, it's a, there's a revolution and, and, the revolution isn't always going and fighting on the front line because it starts with consciousness, it starts within. So the battle that we see playing out in, in this reality is starts within the psyche. And most people are battling their own demons and it's about how we can start there. Obviously, there's a place needed for external as well. Course. But the internal revolution is, for me, where it begins. And if each and every person took personal responsibility for the thoughts, the actions, everything that they they deal with internally, then we wouldn't we wouldn't have this because we wouldn't have people pushing the button. We wouldn't have people, you know, taking the action that they're being asked to by someone else and harming others and all of these different things that would be happening because their own personal revolution would have prevented it to get that far. So we're all serving a purpose, every single one of us. And, you know, that's that's what you and I are doing with the healing, the inner work, you know. And, and, and you know, for me, it's not just about the business side. It's one of the, the biggest sides that I do is the healing where people facilitate for them and then the business for me was how can I create 
a lot more people who are doing something similar to me. I know I can give them the tools that I've learned from all my years in business and and then, you know, pay for courses, experience, healing center, and then launching my own brand. I can give to them. And then that means there's many of us. There's many of us creating that revolution rather than few. So, yeah, that's resonating. And what I think what you're doing is is amazing because that allows more and more people to come into that conscious awareness to really do something from it's all heart led. Mm. But you see, we don't know when something's heart led or not until we delve into understanding and connecting to our heart. Yeah. And what I've learned is having that kind of formula is really important and key to our growth and then for us to align to help be able to help other people because sometimes like you said and what what you said earlier was we don't know how to take action we don't know what those blocks are Mm. but really it's because we haven't discovered what what it is that's blocking us yeah if we unearth that bring it into our conscious awareness we can then give tangibility to it to be able to release it or to change it which ultimately leads to a form of transformation. Yeah. Do you know, it's like I get a lot of coaches, healers, therapists, whatever, conscious creators come to me and they're like, you know, I've heard you're the person that can help me move through this and get my business out there. What are the business tools? And I'm like, (laughs) the business tools are like the add-ons, just so you know. That's not what I do. It's about pulling you into alignment and they're like, well, I've done loads of inner work. I've done loads of plant medicine. I've healed my money wounds. I've done this. I've done that. I just need the tools. And I'm like, okay, well, you can't come in unless you've done my level of inner work. And I'm not saying that my level of inner work is the ultimate. However, that's my formula. Yeah. And I find that the ones that, you know, some of them don't even get in because I just think they're not they're not ready. But the ones that do get in, it's like, hang on. <laughs> I thought it healed me money wounds. And I'm like, of course you did. But the the problem is we're in service. We're helping people. But if you've got a money wound, then how are you going to be in service and help people? Because you're going to block people from coming into your life and paying you for your gifts. So money wounds and has to be a part of it. Otherwise, you block the flow of energy. So you block the clients coming in. So you block the healing from happening. Visibility. And I know that's something you and I both together (laughs) have shared a huge visibility wound of don't want to be out there. Oh, there's got to be a photo of me. There's going to be this. Don't want to do that video. Don't want to do that brand shoot. What I've got to actually post about my business and, you know, different stages and different levels and different reasons why we both had that. Um, But, I know we we've supported uh, along the years each other <laughs> in this in this thing, and then I'm like, okay. So I got to the point that with my program that you joined, and I think at that point I was in maybe because last year over twenty odd countries. So I was like, okay, I must have healed some of that visibility wound. You know, let, I can teach this now. Well, the embodiment piece, because you know my thing is embody everything. Wow, I got took to the depths of hell yet again. And it was like, okay, 
maybe to expand to the next level, I need to do more work on this. So there was another stretching and another layer for me that brought loads up. And it comes out in the physical for me. So, like, you know, I've got to tell a funny story of, like, three weeks ago when I got a brand photo shoot and on the day I woke up in the morning and I just unconsciously went and made a coffee. I don't drink coffee because I have a bit of a reaction. <laughs> so I had coffee and I just swelled and looked six months pregnant for the ready for the brand photo shoot that had been planned for months. And I was <laughs> like, and I'm saying to her, I can't believe this. But we, we couldn't change it because it was the last of the season and, and it was outdoors. And I'm like... How have I man- and I said to her, look, I know I've manifested this because this visibility wound. Okay, there's just evidence that I've got to do a little bit more work in it, but we're gonna push through anyway. We're gonna take the action and we're gonna do the shoot. I'm just gonna hide me pregnant looking stomach. Because <laughs> <laughs> and she's going, Well, we've got to be authentic. And I'm like, Yeah, but that's not authentic to me because it doesn't look like that normally, it only looks like that today. <laughs> now, like three days later, and I sent her a picture and went, There's what I normally look like. And she couldn't stop laughing. She's like, How you've created this? And I'm like, Because either we will manifest it in a way where we are manifest taken, you know, like just unconsciously, I'll just make a coffee with caffeine. Don't have coffee with caffeine because I know that that's what happens, but unconsciously. So it's almost like that saboteur is going to play out in whatever way that it's going to play out. <laughs> and for us, it's been the visibility. It really has. And and I remember when, um, so I know when other other like other clients have joined your um the incubator it's not the incubator no longer the old incubator (laughs) old incubator and when they joined um and they would ask the question that I've been put into complete turmoil and I remember (laughs) that happened to me and I'd laugh but not obviously at them yeah I would just say well actually like going into a washing machine not, physically, <laughs> not literally metaphorically you're going to be cleansed you're going to be rinsed you're going to be done dry and that is the cleansing process yeah you know you go through that and you come out and, and you may have to go through it a couple of times several times but it becomes lesser and lesser because mm. the deeper you go the more cleansing you'll do a hundred percent. And do you know, do you know what you just said? It, it something just popped into my awareness then. Why is it only that program that this happens? It's not, you know, obviously me one-to-one clients do go through some stuff, should we say? Probably a few of them listening to this laughing now. Um, but it is like going in a washing machine cycle when they join my six-month program. And it's like it is where no one stands up ever for my six-month program now. But it, it but it's because it's coaches, it's therapists, it's healers, it's it's conscious entrepreneurs. So it's if you want to make a difference, you've got to embody it. And and the 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 more you need to embody, the bigger your purpose, the more that you're gonna hold. Yeah. Then the, yeah. the deeper and the faster that cycle, washing machine cycle is gonna be. And you know, even so much so, I've had me- I get messages now, like you know, first second at what day and saying I, I literally signed up a week ago. Like this is happening, that's happening. This is this normal? And everyone in there is like, yeah, that's normal. That this is why I have the mastermind group. You need it because people are like, yeah, that's normal. Your life as it stands is going to fall apart because anything that doesn't save you is going to be washed away because you need to be in alignment and to be here in this program is to be in alignment because that's the whole point of the program yeah and I know 
it's really, really, it's, it's quite frightening actually when that happens. But my advice, having been through it, and I still do go through it, but having been through it in those initial stages is to sit in it, but mm. not from a place of attachment. Obviously, I know you and I both teach the idea of, you know, what attachment really is as well. Not from a place of attachment, but just or not sitting in the negativity of a story, but to experience it, to come out of it, to think, act, to know mm that I've embodied the teachings, the understanding, the learnings from that experience. Because, yeah. you know, it's like that thing where you have a headache, you pop a pill, you know, take a paracetamol, whatever it is, to kind of get rid of the headache. But have you understood why you've had the headache? Yeah. You don't. So it's Love the same that. principle. It's the same yeah. principle, right? Um, it, people are just getting what they need to to, to get. Yeah. And, and most people unfortunately and i'm going to say it i just living a life that is non authentic and there's some delusions there and they think they want to be this great spiritual teacher or this healer or this coach or they want to go out and they want to help everyone and 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 it all starts within like sometimes my life is like that washing machine by the way because i'm constantly going in and something will always pop up the you know the outside event always happens when i've got something big on and it's 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 managing my nervous system and saying oh, i can hold this i'm used to this now yeah that that's and it's it's how i approach it rather than let myself get you know thrown around and come out bedraggled so it's the same with when people come into the program I was going to say something and I thought, is that a lie? I was going to say, it can be more easeful and graceful. <laughs> okay, so it can, the, the less we attach to what's happening, it can be more easeful and graceful. But it's people's emotional chaos that gets ignited once everything in their life starts changing rapidly. And do you know what? It's, it's that being okay with change. And it's funny my first ever um, job, straight from uni, so I must have been like 22 or whatever, it was in change management. And I used to change roles constantly. And, you know, you, you'd be up to, you'd have to get re-interviewed for your job like every few months because another contractor come in, want to get lost. And I got really okay with change from, you know, young in that way, from um, a younger age in my career. And then I, I become just really okay with change. And then Terry, who was who taught us both NLP, when he said to me, one thing I can notice about you, you're just okay with change. And it become that learned practice. But then I had to apply that for all areas of my life. And I notice when I don't and I get resistant to that change and I hang on and I get the emotional attachment, that's when everything starts getting pulled away from me the things that especially if I'm in you know Pluto astrologically it's just pulling everything off me so yeah that that's I massive think, you know there's that saying isn't it and I know it might sound like cliche but change is the only constant in our life mm. and human evolution whether personal or um you know collective it is change mm. You know, when you're 20 years old and when you're 50 years old, you're thinking, you're doing your look, everything around you, within you, they will have been a change. Mm. But if we are so resistant to it, and as humans, most of us are resistant to it, that's where stagnation seeps in. That's where 
you're going to stay in this loop and cycle of not actually growing. Yeah. And human purpose is to grow. Yeah. Regardless of what your spiritual pathway is, regardless of what your religious beliefs are or non-religious beliefs are, human life is for growth. You know, there is absolutely no point. If you know plants, you look at everything around you, everything grows, right? We are babies, we become toddlers, children, teenagers, adults. It's growth. Yeah. Yeah. But if we live in the murky past all the time, it's not expansive. I agree. Renewal, growth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how do we attain? business growth if we haven't done the personal development don't like them terms by the way personal developments just are so overused but you get what i'm saying the soul growth, oh, soul growth the consciousness expansion of consciousness and awareness expansion of awareness so yeah amazing well thank you shamita it's been an absolute pleasure having you on just you know chatting in this way and just having some really nice conversations about your journey and and part of my journey and you know and and how we're in sync as well in lots of ways yeah it's been phenomenal and you know like I said I'm honored but I've really enjoyed this as well (laughs) amazing you're welcome so I'm going to put your details in the show notes but how can people reach you if they need to reach and if they want to you know follow you on socials or contact you what's the best way so I'm on Instagram and I'm on Facebook. So those are the main, the contacts, the main contacts. Um, and what, what's the handle for Instagram? Instagram is Shamita underscore Kamal underscore coach. Okay. I'll put something in and, you know, maybe your website in the show notes in case people want to contact you. Well, thanks again. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Genius Alchemist podcast. If this episode has ignited your curiosity or inspired you in some way, then I encourage you to subscribe and share with friends. For those that want to stay in the loop and be the first to know about future episodes, special offers and free resources, make sure to check out the link in the show notes. By joining my mailing list or reaching out through that link, you'll have exclusive access to all the latest updates and ways that you can connect with me. I look forward to sharing more inspiring stories with you all in future episodes.